All right, so are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> Brilliant. So, three, two, one. Hey, hey, wizards, and welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. This is your host, Naomi, and today I have on none other than Christina Fesmore. She is founder of Christina Inc., an e commerce copywriter and content marketing strategist. Christina, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's so great to be here. Thank you so, so much for accepting our invite. I'm going right straight to the point. Today's topic is social media, right? And about social media, something as an Amazon seller, I love to think as an Amazon seller and also as someone who's just like trying to understand social media. Social media is one of those Achilles heels that if you don't know how to play it well, you're not going to get it. And therefore you might end up investing a lot of time, effort and energy into something that you don't know how to do it. So this is why I have you on the show, right? Um, And specifically, I would like to go through a few steps on having our listeners understand how to use social media to increase their sales as a private label sellers if they're selling on Amazon. So a quick background on you, if you don't mind. Sure, no problem. So I actually started selling on Amazon in 2019. Uh, Prior to that, I was actually a flight attendant traveling around the world. Um, And so I scaled my beauty brand to six figures in under um, eight months. And a big driver of my success was social media marketing as well as influencer marketing. Um, But at the nano level, the micro level. Um, So that's kind of my Amazon experience. And from there, I worked closely with an Amazon mentor and coach named Sharon Even, and um, she helped me scale my business and also kind of suggested that I start, you know, maybe helping other sellers because I had a copywriting background. So from there, you know, I took courses and educated myself on Amazon listing optimization, advanced SEO strategies. And now we provide not only Amazon services um, of listing optimization, but social media marketing, content marketing to help sellers really scale um, not only their Amazon presence, but their off Amazon presence and build these, you know, lasting communities online. 100%. And we love Sharon Evans. She also was on the show and she also nice. presented to our Wizards of Ecom community. So love hey. to you goes out, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so brilliant. Um, now, social media marketing, as you were saying, walk me through the process. Which wh- What is the first thought when someone should think of should social media marketing be something that I'm implementing in my brand and where to start? Okay, so I think, you know, in 2023, the reality is, is that the day and age of the digital dawn is here. Social media marketing is prevalent, prevalent everywhere. Um, so I think that the, the consideration should not be if, it should be when. And people really need to, you know, start thinking about social media before they actually launch on Amazon. And the reason for this is that it's just going to help you build more authority, grow more brand awareness, and really in the long term, build that sense of community that we just touched on. So doing this before you actually launch, I I roughly like to tell sellers about three months prior. If you can't commit to um, consistent content and building a social strategy that far in advance, then minimum four weeks in advance. And the reason for this is that we want to establish you as an authority, people that purchase your product on Amazon. Amazon, there may be a slim possibility that they look for you off of Amazon. So we want you to have some type of presence. And you do that in other ways, you know, creating a website, 
um, you know, driving traffic from a website blog, like all these other avenues and social media marketing should be one component. So with that said, it's kind of part of your overall marketing strategy, right? I know when I first launched on Amazon, I didn't realize, um, I didn't really realize the benefit to strategy building and marketing strategy, but, but spending the time in creating these strategies is really just going to help you not only boost your sales and visibility and all of those great things, but build this community. Definitely. And I love that you put it like it has to be at least three months ahead. Think of it and already start. Most of the time what I see is like, uh, yeah, probably most of the sellers who are starting their private labor brands, they have no clue. They have no business background. They don't understand this. They don't understand the importance of marketing. And therefore, whenever they would launch, okay, I just launched my product and I have to do this and that and that. And then barely then they are thinking of influencer marketing maybe or social media strategy or something so i love that you pointed out this strategy should be planned ahead way way ahead before you're starting launching the program it really should yeah and part of your overall marketing strategy really really take the time to pause and think not only are you selling a product on amazon but in 2023 you're building a fully functioning brand so with building a brand comes marketing and not only marketing on amazon but marketing off of amazon so you know kind of adjust your mindset towards that thinking so that you can see a little bit more long-term success got it so what is the proper channel to start who which brand should start is it like if i'm selling up i don't know a toothbrush is social media strategy for me it's like walk me through the process Right. So I think, you know, it really, it does depend on a product. I have had sellers come to me with some very unique products that serve a very unique niche that I'm just honest with that. I don't think I can help them. Maybe it's just, um, you know, a medical type product or whatnot. So you have to like slow the roll and in that strategy that you're building really do some market research. So that means going to, you know, social media sites and do some social listening to understand like, are people talking about this kind of product, a similar product online? And if they are, where are they spending their time? What are they asking? All of those great things to really determine if your product is viable on social media. I like to think in 2023 that most products are, but there are some that you might not promote across every channel. You might actually look at, you know, a smaller strategy that isn't on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Maybe it's just on one platform as opposed to like five, right? Yeah. Um, so doing market research is really the first step in understanding if social media is right for you. And then also um, research to understand the buyer avatar. We really wanna spend a lot of time and carve out who you might be marketing to across these different channels. Um, this is one of the biggest mistakes I see sellers make is not only do I hear commonly from sellers and also Amazon coaches and gurus, um, you know, social media isn't for everyone. You don't need it to sell on Amazon, but you really need to expand your mindset and think about what the real benefit and goals of social media marketing are. And that a big part of that is brand awareness and getting more exposure to your brand. So, um, you know, slowing the roll, really doing market research um, and some social listening to figure out, you know, what channel you want to start with and then developing your buyer avatar um, to figure out who you're actually going to be speaking to across these different social channels. I think I might have missed the last part of your question. Sorry. No, no, you just went through exactly what I was okay. asking the process, right? And this is right. the process. So this would be applicable in case that someone already knows everything about their um 
no wait this is the process that someone would use before even launching the product right um yeah. most of yeah. most of the time what i see also there are some sellers who really like the numbers make sense for them and they are launching an amazon and afterwards they are trying to build up out of one product a brand right which i think right. it's a different strategy which are a the, little bit yeah yeah which are the things that someone should look into in that scenario for just a product like who are just looking to sell a product on amazon and not considering building a brand yes okay um you know it really is same kind of thing though because you could be selling a singular product and looking um to social media to help um drive traffic to your amazon listing so the strategy doesn't really change in that case i still suggest starting a overall um you know so even i guess not marketing plan but social media marketing strategy figuring out what channel is best for you the buyer avatar and then launching your social media channels up to three months in advance before you start selling your product and as i said you know with an overall marketing strategy the the goal and purpose of that is the same is to really help build brand awareness, you know, establish you as an authority off of Amazon. So on the off chance, people look for you. Um, and then if you decide to switch products, you can always add that into your social media channel as your, I guess, product line evolves. Yeah, definitely. And the reason why I was asking is because uh, so many people, right? right. God bless you. <laughs> so many people are very like product agnostic. So if mm -hmm. it's like, five different products that I'm selling, I'm selling them all. So then I don't necessarily have a brand, I have different products, right? Mm -hmm. And most people, especially starting five years ago, seven years ago and so on, they are strong products, but they are not necessarily a brand behind it, you know? And this is why I was curious to see what would be your approach in that scenario. Right. Totally. You know, some of these brands are actually killing it without social media. And I hear that commonly. They come to me and they say, yeah, I'm doing so well. Like, I don't need social media. But here's the difference is that in 2023, social media is a part of our everyday life. So to to skip social media, in my opinion, is basically foregoing building a community. You could build an email list just from social media where you could sell more products, sell community, even sell some type of service or a subscription. You know, so there's so many benefits, even if you're product agnostic. Like to me, it just doesn't make sense to say, well, I don't need it. You know, I'm doing seven, eight figures. I don't need it. In 2023, why not? Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, but having said that, the caveat is the product, right? Like, for example, you might be selling some kind of really unique medical product that is maybe not going to be great on Instagram, right? Maybe maybe you could take a unique spin on it with on TikTok, but maybe not Instagram. So I still think social media marketing is here and being closed minded just really closes your options. That's what it does. So being a little bit open minded to it is, you know, a great approach. 100%. So we've been through the scenario where you're just launching, the scenario where you already launched. Next would be social media channels. Which one do you like and why? Right. Okay. So I think it really depends, again, on the market. Everything that we do in social media is based on market research, just like the content. We don't just like throw out whatever channel we feel is best or whatever channel we're connected to. We really want to understand the market. And then we want to follow that market through their buyer journey across social media. So what sellers should be aware of right now is that the reach on Instagram is lower than it was 10 years ago. You know, like that's just a normal evolution of this platform because there's billions of people accessing, you know, social media in general, but also Instagram. 
So all of these channels are striving to update their algorithms and striving to, um, you know, really kind of align with video content and try different things. But certain channels are going to be more challenging for exposure and reach. So if you're looking for more organic reach right now, the obvious answer is TikTok. You know, TikTok is um, still very easy to grow quite quickly if you can hit the audience in the right way at the right time. Um, so that would be my suggestion is to, you know, really understand the market, understand your product, and then choose your channel around that. The channels that I really focus on are Instagram. Facebook is actually quite popular for a very specific demographic. Um, so I, I wouldn't suggest discounting Facebook either, but Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, absolutely. And also YouTube. There is a huge drive for YouTube in 2023. Marketers are all saying it's going to be the year to grow on that platform. Um, but is it, are any of these channels easy? No, it's not easy. You know, we, some of these channels kind of come out and they explode in popularity and people kind of like, there's a lot of hype and they get excited. And then everyone kind of realizes that it's hard and it's not that it's hard. It's just that it requires strategy to be successful. So um, yeah, those are the top channels that I think are great in 2023. Brilliant. Do you think that someone should choose the one channel and start out or should they go on different platforms, maybe use the same strategies, maybe use different strategies? What would be your take on that? So I think, again, market research really dictates the channel. Um, do not choose a channel based on your preference. You know, because you might have experience in that channel, it might be helpful to you, truthfully, but the market should decide where you should be social media marketing. Um, so uh, if you're also maybe a little bit overwhelmed in your overall launch strategy, start with one channel, you know, like get your feet kind of wet with it, understand what content mapping is and content pillars and great content are towards your market and then expand from there. You know, I've heard um, also in the Amazon community, people say like, people have criticized me for saying this is bad advice, that people should just explode on social media and just hit every channel they can. But let's also remember the challenges of starting a business when you might not have had any experience in business development, right? It's a little bit overwhelming. So focus on the channel that the market is showing you where they spend time. Um, and if that means that you can, you only have capacity for one in the beginning, then, you know, grow over time. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I also like the explication that you just gave that. Yes, I'm saying that because this is really the way. So it's reality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's reality. <laughs> so I like that. You're mentioning about content pillars and a bit, just a bit of strategy as well. So would you be sharing as well, please? Some of the first strategies that someone should think of whenever they started, okay, this is my channel, let's say TikTok is going to be my channel. Are TikTok strategies different than Instagram strategies or like walk me through your thinking process there? Okay, so for content strategy in, in general, of course, it is channel or um, platform specific, obviously, because every, um, you know, channel has a little bit different type of content and features. Mm -hmm. But overall content mapping really needs to start with the buyer persona, mapping out who the audience is. But not only that, we actually want to understand the different phases of the buyer journey that the audience is experiencing. So for example, the awareness levels, like how aware are they? Are they a problem aware? Are they you know, solution aware? Like what awareness stage are they in? And then from there, with the market research that we've performed, we actually want to go to sites like Google, Quora, Reddit, 
um, other social media platforms and pay attention to trends in 2023 as well to really start developing our content pillars. And so our content pillars are really the driver for success in our content. This is another this is another big thing that I find so interesting is that sellers and some members of the Amazon community will say they don't need social media marketing, as I just touched on, like, oh, you don't need it, you know, just grow your brand. Um, I tried it and it didn't work for me. But when I go and I review their content, it is not impactful content. It's not valuable content. So of course, those channels are not going to grow in a meaningful manner. So what I really hope to inspire Amazon sellers to shift from is the word value. We hear a lot of people say like, just provide value. But value, value really what it ultimately means is resonating content. You need to create resonating content that hits the audience in a certain way that makes them feel a certain way so that they want to join your community, hear more from you, follow your content, maybe subscribe to your email list, all of those great things. So the content pillar formation is really helpful because it not only, you know, targets a specific buyer persona, but it also follows them through the buyer journey and it resonates with them. And this resonating content is really what you see help grow your channel and your presence. Um, and so the content pillars can change per channel and per product, per brand. They don't have to be the same. But I like to use a variety, I guess, of um, pillars, one being resonate, like I just talked about, that's a huge driver. It could be something so minor, like when people talk about value, they don't just mean like education or promotion, like not value to what you think is value, but value to an individual person. So in that resonating um, pillar, you could have content around like some kind of just basic quote that is really meaningful. Like if I'm selling a hair tool and I'm frustrated with like doing my hair every day, I could create some kind of quote that really impacts women in that demographic that they might even laugh and be like, oh, that reminds me of me. That is a value or a resonating type of content in that pillar. Um, and then of course we have other pillars. Promotion is a pillar. We don't like to abuse promotion though on a lot of Amazon sellers, social media. I see heavy promotional content, manufacturer images, like click the link, buy this, buy this. It's like, you know, we really want to have a mix of three to five pillars to really pull the audience in and, and not necessarily make them feel like we're constantly selling. We just want to make them feel like they're part of our community. Um, and then the last, uh, I guess, pillar ideas are ACT. I guess that's a little bit more in line with the promotion pillar. There's also a community pillar where you're um, talking about maybe current events that might be going on that might, you know, resonate with your target demographic as well. So there's, you know, a, a different variety of pillars. And those pillars, I guess, can change per channel too. Like you mentioned, you were asking if they would all be the exact same. And the answer is no. And pillars also change depending on your product and brand and depending on your audience. You know, what is, what is the most type of important content to the audience that you're marketing to? Loved it. And I so much appreciate what you were saying about value. You know, like the first years of me starting out as an Amazon seller and asking everyone and everyone like offer value, offer value, like what yeah. is value, right? And I really like that you called it out. Well, value for someone else, not for like what you think it's value, right? Exactly. And I, like I think it was 
I think it's a great coin term, you know, Gary Vee, like, was trying to help people with content a few years ago and came out with this, like, provide value. But I think people took that in a very, like, maybe too laser focused, like they thought, oh, well, value is selling something or, oh, well, value is promoting. But he didn't actually, I don't think, I mean, I don't want to talk for him, but I don't think he meant that. He meant like, what's value to your audience? So what resonates the most with your with your specific audience? 100%, I like that. So we talked about the pillars, content pillars. Next, like guide me through what would be the next thing that someone should be asking, okay, maybe regards the strategy. Right. So we've hit on, um, you know, market research, also the um, buyer avatar carving out who you're actually talking to. Um, And then we've talked about how to decide which channels you're reviewing or which channels you're going to start marketing on and content pillars. And then also, I guess, like SEO is a huge driver of social media. In 2023, most platforms have search engine optimization. So I'll just touch on a couple quick tips for SEO, mainly for Instagram, but a couple for TikTok as well, because I think they're a little bit similar. So um, pretty well, both of these channels are search engines. So when you go into Instagram, for example, and you type in hot airbrush, um, I use this example because I sold that product. Um, but when you type that product into the search bar, that is actually SEO. Yeah. So the, the posts that are going to come up are posts that are driving that kind of SEO, but also have great content that the algorithm has decided is relevant enough. And, um, you know, they're going to produce those results. So the first thing is your handle that should actually have some type of keyword in it. And the handle is like the at symbol and then whatever wording you put in there. Try to put in some keyword there if you can. It's not always possible because sometimes you want to just have your brand name. That's fine. The next section of um, Instagram SEO is the actual name. So you could put your brand name here, but then you could also separate it with hot airbrush accessories or something. So you have that keyword in your name. And then the bio is actually just a short description. I like to tell sellers that this is where we place your brand or product USP, which is your unique selling proposition. It tells your audience not only who you are, how you help, um, and the mechanism that you help, but it also should have a keyword in there to drive your visibility. And then the second and last places for SEO on Instagram in particular are in your captions. It's a huge driver in 2023 um, for visibility. So you absolutely need to have a couple of keywords in that caption. We don't really want to see overly long captions anymore. It's kind of that trend has passed. Keep it a little bit short and concise unless maybe you're introducing yourself or your brand. Um, And then the last place for SEO on Instagram is the alt text. And so there's a little bit of controversy for this because alt text is really meant for people with disabilities in order to find content. But we still use this as an authentic driver for SEO as long as you're placing the proper words there. You know, we don't really want to use alt text to confuse people who need alt text, but we want to accurately describe what is in those images. And TikTok is a little bit similar. TikTok, you need to have SEO possibly in your hook, which is actually, you know, the text overlay of your video content, as well as your caption and your hashtags. And then I'll just touch on hashtags very quickly. This is actually super important because um, people use hashtags, but a little bit incorrectly. So in 2023, most hashtags are saturated on these platforms. 
Um, but, you know, do they still help with visibility? They do, but they're not as helpful as they were like five or six years ago. So on Instagram in, in particular, they've come out and said, I think it's like they don't want to see more than, I can't remember the number, but up to nine hashtags. So, um, and when you choose these hashtags, we don't actually want to see you targeting all nine of those hashtags with one million uh, search volume. So search volume on every platform works a little bit different. And on Instagram in particular, when you are using a hashtag with 1 million um, searches, that means 1 million people are competing to end up on Instagram's explore page. Instagram's explore page is like the main page of search of where people just find different content. And when there's 1 million, 5 million, 30 million um, search volume for these words, your post only gets shown there for a split second because so many other people are competing. So we really want to see a mix of search volume, low search volume from like 10K to like 300K and maybe one high volume um, hashtag in there as well. And same thing with TikTok. A lot of the hashtags that people are using on TikTok have become saturated with too high of a search volume. So look for hashtags where there might be like you know, I guess 50,000 views or something a little bit smaller so that you can end up in the um, For You page, which is kind of like their main main viewing source. So SEO is a huge driver of all these platforms. I've actually recently started my own YouTube channel and YouTube SEO is also um, incredibly comprehensive. There's a lot of uh, touch points for SEO to drive visibility. So something to be really mindful of. 100% super thorough and Details as I nerded out there for a minute. <laughs> I love I, I love that you nerded out because you just touched base on like on the most important things. Most people are doing exactly that. Like they are doing all the all the things that they shouldn't and they are proud right. of it. And they think that yeah. why it's not working, right? So yeah. which actually it's leading me to my next question. Which do you see are the common newbie mistakes and how should one just like stop doing whatever they are doing and listen to this right. podcast? So one, one thing is, is I hear a lot of misinformation. You know, we, I touched on this earlier, how I even hear from Amazon coaches and whatnot saying, oh, you don't need social media or, oh, it's not working, but it's really about the strategy. It has a lot to do with the type of content that you're creating. And if you're not willing to really slow the roll and look at that content, then you're probably not going to experience growth. So the first thing is misinformation for sure. Um, the second thing is content mapping um, to really, like I was just touching on, to really produce the best type of content, it's really best to invest the time and resource in understanding what your audience wants to connect with to produce the best type of content. That's really what is going to help you grow. Um, and then, yeah, I guess the images are another issue. I see a lot of sellers who are successful on Amazon who are really they don't buy into social media, so they just put up these kind of like product-centric images on Instagram, for example, and then they kind of like wipe their hands and say, well, it's not working. And it's like, well, you're not really producing the type of content for that channel. And so that really means like graphically investing in some UGC content. You want to demonstrate your target demographic in your images and in your video content. And that's another um, point that people are re really missing on is video content. Video content is the biggest driver in 2023. People absolutely need to be producing video content in pretty much all channels right now, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, 
video is a huge driver for success. So to just put up these still images and then kind of complain that, you know, your content isn't hitting one or you're not growing or you're not selling, there's a reason for that. These are algorithms. And many of these social media algorithms are based on relevancy. And if you're not producing relevant content, the algorithm is not going to show you. So pay attention to the channel and pay attention to those requirements and produce that same type of content. Um, and then I think, unfortunately, not using the right kind of copy or call to actions. So in video content in particular, to stop the scroll, we want to have some type of hook um, in the text. And so that is like kind of giving the audience a snippet of what they're going to get or what they're going to learn, or maybe the transformation, like if it was a hair product, like, you know, learn my three tips to perfect hair or something like that. So calls to action are huge. And um, then lastly, the one of the biggest mistakes I, I see is this overwhelming sense of promotion. People just really want to, they want to skip all the other content pillars and just promote because I think there's such, there's a little bit obviously like excitement about building your brand and selling your products, but there is also pressure in finding results and finding sales. So it tends to be that sellers end up pushing this heavy promotional content. And unfortunately, this year, especially more than ever, we know that people want authentic content. They're not buying into this lazy marketing stuff anymore. You know, they're really paying attention to brands. They really want to see that their values are in alignment. So I think, yeah, there's a little bit too much promotional content. I, I love that, especially the last two. And here also, me personally, I have sometimes trouble understanding what would be the right ratio between offering a lot of resources, offering a lot of value, as you were saying, and also asking. Because most of the time what I see is either it's one of those two extremes, either it's value, 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 and you don't know when to ask and how to ask, either you're hard pushing forward, this is my product, buy it. So what do you see on your end? Um, I think that, you know, the, the truth with marketing is that, and copywriting is that we want to sell stuff. That's our yeah. whole long-term goal. But what I think, one thing that, before I kind of get into how to do that, um, a little bit better is that shifting the mindset from thinking, unfortunately, sellers are very ROI focused because, you know, we're on Amazon, there's data behind that, we can see the sales, we see our numbers, we see our ACOS. But sometimes with social media, the, the focus on ROI is not necessarily short term. It's a long term projection, which means that you could hit an audience member in such an impactful way that they buy socially instantly. They buy right from shopping on your Instagram photo. But the reality is they might not in 2023. They might want to connect with you, then go on your website, subscribe to your email list, and maybe they'll buy down the road. So shifting this mindset from expecting ROI instantly from one post is, is absolutely necessary to find success because it's very unrealistic. And then, sorry, I, I just got off on a little tangent there, but what was your, your main question? No, that was the question I think that you were saying that first off, like looking into like why ROI should not be. And my question was like, what is the balance between these two? When should you go for sales versus offering value? Right. So, so just touching on what I said what, to recap there, just shifting the mindset from expecting ROI without doing any of the strategy or content is just going to help you because it'll be less frustrating. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're just seeking ROI instantly and you're not getting that, you're thinking social media is not effective, but that's actually not true. So in terms of content planning, 
every post should be driving something, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to feel that way to the audience. So that quote that is just resonating and inspirational, perhaps that is promoting you without promoting, right? Like, even though it doesn't say link in bio, buy from me today, it's still helping promote because people are like, oh, this brand really gets me, you know? And so that's what I was saying about the shift in focus from expecting ROI instantaneously is a couple posts like that, where the audience member feels really connected and feels like you're really resonating with them, they could then join your email list. And that is all a form of your ROI, right? Like it's all a form of success. So um, every post should drive something to some capacity in the right way and suit one of those content pillars. And I like to see every post have some type of call to action. Maybe you're not going to tell people to shop the link in your bio every single post, but maybe you will say, check out our website blog to read more about whatever. Or, um, you know, maybe you'll share a story with a link to a new product idea or a little bit about you or something. So a call to action in every post is totally acceptable. But again, you're not selling with coming across like you're very, I guess the word is like sleazy marketing where you're forceful and like in people's faces. Yeah, love it, love it. All this like 29 minutes, I'm just looking at my timer because I have yeah. one. All these 29 minutes are pure gold. So thank you so, so much for this, Christina. I think the last question is like, are there any questions that I should have asked and I haven't? Um, I don't think so. I think we've touched on, you know, the... I guess really what I want to emphasize is that social media strategy is the way to produce the best results. To take this quick approach to social media and just say that it's not working or to say that you're not, you don't need it, it's time to really slow the roll, develop an overall marketing plan. And part of that marketing plan should have a social media plan and a social media content strategy so that you can really produce the best results so that you can grow an audience. And maybe that audience won't be 10 million people. Maybe it'll be a thousand people, but they'll be valued, you know, and the hope is, is that they're subscribing to your email list. They're connecting with you in other ways aside just your Amazon listing or that specific social media channel. Amen to the sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So to be super, super respectful of your time before we are wrapping up, I love to have three extra questions to my guest. And the first one goes like this. If you would have $50 or less investment in order to learn more about social media, what would you do? Um, I would just Google. There are so many great blogs and video content, YouTube. There is so much great information that is actually free. Like you can develop a whole, you can download a content strategy um, from HubSpot or any other, you know, big, big, big marketing company for free and create your own template. So Google is your best friend, YouTube is your best friend. And then of course, cross-reference these things to make sure to figure out which is like really in alignment with you and your brand, but also the most accurate. But you don't need to spend a lot of money to really, you know, learn about social media. 100% agree. Which are your top three favorite books and why do you love them? Um, okay, so one is Never Split the Difference. Um, this book really transformed my mindset about business in general especially as a service provider. Um, it talks all about the art of negotiation and how to really get what you want without feeling like you're sacrificing yourself. Um, and I think that it's, you know, it's relevant to Amazon sellers as well, because it's, it's, it's teaching you, it's, it's teaching you these valuable business skills that you'll use in any context. 
Um, I have a couple other favorites that are not necessarily business related. One is, um, I, I, sorry if I get the name wrong, I think it's called My Adoption Story. And I was adopted. So it takes you on this journey of these sisters who were actually split up and then reconnected. So that's a favorite. And then for a third book, um, I just read uh, Rachel Pedersen's Unfiltered. And it was really good. Um, you know, it was her personal experience. I think she struggled with addiction. You know, she really had like no money at one point in her life, didn't have love in her life. And she really was able to transform her life a little bit through business and build these very successful businesses. She also teaches social media marketing. So it was a really captivating story. We did it. We did it. It was an amazing <laughs> episode. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. Last question is how can people get a hold if you say hello and find out more about you and your services? Sure. So you can email me at hello at christinainc.com. You can also reach out to me on my Facebook page or Facebook Messenger. I have a YouTube channel now. So that's Christina Inc. Content Marketing. You can find me there. Um, and my website is www.christinainc.com. Brilliant. Thank you so, so much, Christina, for sharing all this knowledge. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you're back next Wednesday with Abby here.